0: We're excited to share that the following offer has been extended through the end of the week. We hope you become a member today.
1: Tuesday, February 28th marks one year since we launched the DSR Daily Brief. We're showing our thanks by providing you with our best sale price ever on membership. From now through March 4th, visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code DAILYBRIEF to receive 50% off our regular membership price of $50 per year or $5 per month. Members receive access to bonus content, an ad-free listening experience, exclusive blog posts, an invitation to join the DSR Slack community, and more. This is a one-time only offer, so act now. Visit thedsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code Daily Brief to receive 50% off. Thank you for your support. It's
0: March 10th, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm
1: Grant Haver. And I'm Chris Cottnor.
0: Our top stories from international outlets this morning. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un supervised a live-fire artillery drill yesterday simulating a strike on a South Korean airfield reported by state media earlier this morning. Kim also called for an overwhelming response to any enemy provocation, according to South Korea's Jungang Daily, the North's Korean Central News Agency, reported that Kim gave field guidance to the Hwasong Artillery Unit of the North Korean People's Army on the Western Front and watched a fire-assault drill the previous day. Yesterday evening, the South Korean Joint Chiefs of Staff said the North fired at least one short-range ballistic missile toward the Yellow Sea from Nampo at 6.20 p.m. local time. Kim reportedly expressed great satisfaction over the result of the drill and stressed the need to always stay alert for more frantic war preparation moves being committed by the enemy recently, apparently referring to South Korean-U.S. joint exercises.
1: Reuters is reporting that yesterday, suspected drug cartel members handed over five purported henchmen as a would-be apology for the abduction of four Americans in the border city of Matamoros, according to media and a source familiar with the investigation. Two of the Americans and a Mexican woman died after gunmen opened fire on the U.S. citizens shortly after their arrival in Matamoros last Friday. The four Americans were found on Monday on the edge of the city, by which time two of them were dead. An internal government document seen by Reuters indicated that a faction of Mexico's Gulf cartel was likely responsible for the kidnappings and that the gunmen may have believed that the Americans were encroaching on the gang's turf. Tamaulipa's attorney general said on Monday the abduction of the four was likely a case of mistaken identity, but authorities have yet to clearly set out the reasons for the attack.
0: Police activity at the site of the Jehovah's Witness Hall shooting in Hamburg, Germany, that left eight people dead, has slowed this morning, and a press conference is expected later today, according to Deutsche Welle. Police said eight people were confirmed dead, including the perpetrator. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz called the shooting a brutal act of violence and said his thoughts were with the victims and their family, and with the security forces who have faced a difficult operation. There was no information on the possible motive and the background was still unclear. Germany's Der Spiegel News magazine reported the gunman was a former member of Jehovah's Witnesses.
1: Elsewhere, the AP reports that separatist rebels in Indonesia's Papua province released more photos and videos Friday appearing to show the New Zealand pilot they took hostage last month alive. In a video distributed Friday by Rebel spokesperson Sebi Sambom, a man wearing a blue jacket is identified as Philip Mark Mertens of Christchurch, a pilot for Indonesian aviation company Susie Air, who was abducted by independence fighters from the West Papua Liberation Army, the armed wing of the Free Papua Movement. He sat at a wooden block on the ground surrounded by separatists holding various weapons with the Morningstar flag that is a separatist symbol. Mertens was instructed to read a statement from a piece of paper he held. He said foreign pilots weren't allowed to work or fly in Papua until it is independent and that the Free Papua Movement requested the United Nations mediate independence negotiations.
0: According to the BBC, police in Nigeria say at least 25 people have been killed in an attack by Islamist militants in northern Borno State. The attack took place in the fishing town of Dikwa, which is near a stronghold of Boko Haram insurgents. The UN says extremist violence since 2009 has left more than 350,000 people dead and displaced millions of others. This story is developing and will provide more information in this evening's daily brief newsletter.
1: Al Jazeera reports that a judge in Peru has lengthened the duration of former president Pedro Castillo's pre-trial detention from 18 months to 36 months as the disgraced head of state faces charges stemming from his attempt to dissolve Congress and rule by decree in December. Judge Juan Carlos Checkly handed down the decision on Thursday in the wake of an additional investigation announced in February. While the judge explained that the extended detention was to prevent Castillo from fleeing the country or interfering in the investigation, the ex-president's lawyer, Eduardo Pachas, said his client was being politically persecuted, according to the El Comercio newspaper. Pachas added that Castillo planned to appeal the judge's decision. Castillo has denied all charges against him, including allegations that he led a criminal network while in office.
0: According to Politico, Ankara showed no signs of lifting its blockade on Stockholm and Helsinki's NATO accession in a meeting yesterday. Representatives from the three countries came together for the first time since November as alliance officials sought Turkey's sign-off. While 28 of NATO's 30 allies were quick to approve Sweden and Finland joining the alliance, the parliaments of Turkey and Hungary have yet to ratify their membership bids. Ankara, Stockholm, and Helsinki signed a memorandum outlining steps the sides would take to address Turkish concerns on arms exports and terrorism at the alliance's summit in Madrid last summer when NATO leaders decided to invite Sweden and Finland to join. But despite policy changes in Finland and Sweden, for example, bills designed to prevent participation in terrorist organizations, Ankara has continued to block membership and to raise objections, especially against Sweden.
1: In lighter news from the UPI, a Tiger Cub seized in New Mexico in January is settling in at a Colorado sanctuary and has a new best friend, a rescue dog. The Wild Animal Sanctuary in Keensburg said Duke, a tiger cub seized by Albuquerque police in January, was recently transferred to the sanctuary from the Albuquerque Biopark. Pat Craig, the sanctuary's founder and director, said Duke has formed a bond with Valley, one of the Sanctuary's 10 rescue dogs that serve as companions for rescued cubs. Craig said Duke gets three play sessions a day with Valley and the other dogs. Craig said Duke will be introduced to adult tigers once he is nine months to a year old. He said keepers hope the cub will then be able to bond with a foster mother.
0: That's all the news we have for you this week. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip, topic, or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at thedsrnetwork.com. Members of the DSR Network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. This weekend, we'll speak with Adrian Shabazz, Vice President of Research and Analysis at Freedom House about their recently released Freedom in the World report. If you aren't a member, go to the DSRnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.